Are you tired of people only telling you what you want to hear and not what you need to hear? Me too. I'm Lauren Lahav, and for the last 30 years, I've been blessed to speak to thousands of people around the world and share the stage with some of the world's biggest thought leaders. The Get Real podcast is my way of breaking down the BS of the filters of what we say and what we do. Real life, real issues, real solutions. Trust me when I tell you, it wasn't always like that for me. And I'm excited to help you through sharing what has worked for me, but most importantly, what didn't work for me. In the world of political correctness and living our lives on social media, what is real? In my life, I always look to people who understand what I'm going through and are willing to be real with me to help me move through it. With this podcast, I want to be that person for you. Whether it's just us or I bring in one of my friends, I promise these episodes will make a difference in your life. So strap in, hang on tight, and let's get real. And now it's time to get into the podcast. Here's Lauren. Good afternoon or evening or morning or wherever you are somewhere in the world. Welcome to Get Real and Stay True. And are you guys ready for some fire? Woo! This girl is all fire, heart, passion, compassion, fun. I don't know what else to say about you. And the most beautiful smile in the world. <laughs> but, uh, I am very honored to have Kara Vaval on. We met in, I think it was Orlando. And yeah. I... You know, I think I do events because I, I collect friends, honestly. And uh, just, I knew, I knew from the minute that we started talking that we were going to be friends forever and, and so excited that we have an opportunity to work together and excited for you to get real with these people. You have quite a amazing, an amazing story. And uh, I'd love if you would share a little bit about yourself and let's get real with everybody about what it's like to be a female entrepreneur and your brand that you have created that is very exciting. Also about being a mama and just about life, even what you, you know, where you come from and where you are going to the moon. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and uh, thank you all for listening. I, I think it's such an honor when people lend you their listening, you know? That's so cool to be able to go into, you know, someone's car, into someone's office, someone's wherever they're listening and be able to um, share yourself and your heart. And so I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Um, so my story, uh, well, I'm, a, I'm an attorney. I grew up in Haiti. Um, I, I have a... Uh, uh, an island background. I grew up there, had a pretty um, nice life until uh, I was 14 years old and uh, my world was rocked for the very first time. Um, and I, you know that with uh, my dad um, being murdered back home in Haiti. So uh, I had to really face life as an ad you know, adult up very early in life. And so uh, uh, I think that's really been the thread for my life and everything that I've accomplished is because I've had to really uh, get myself together early on and couldn't really depend on anyone to, to fend for me. I had to fend for myself, moved to New York a few years after and uh, was living with my grandmother. And of course, tragedy struck again um, uh, and with our house catching on fire. I mean, I've just had some craziness uh, happen in my life, but, uh, and can Fast I, forward to, I just want to interrupt for a second about that because I think lots of times 
we we all think, oh, well, nobody gets my story, right? Because they have no idea what I've gone through. We've all, I always, I like to share this thing that every, I think I shared this with my friend, uh, Jason, was everybody has their Everest, right? Everybody's going through something, but like, I mean, if someone were to look at you and like, oh, her life's perfect. I mean, look at her, she's gorgeous, she's a beautiful kid, she has a nice house, she has, a, you know, car, a great business, you know, and that the people might not realize, oh my gosh. And why understanding and hearing someone's, you know, history, their story of where they've come from is so important. It makes us more empathetic. It makes us more understanding, gets us more curious, right? Like, that's why I love this podcast, because I want people to be sitting there going, dang, I have no freaking problems, right? I mean, what, I mean, what is it that really done for you? I mean, you haven't let your story become the reason why you don't do things. You've used your story really to, you know, be a catalyst of change. Well, I, what I say all the time is, you know, life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. And I've, I got that. I got that because I remember, you know, back when I was 14 years old, like, what do you do with something like that? Your father gets murdered and you're just like sitting there like, why? That's the first question. And I really had to rely on everything happens for a reason. I ain't going to figure it out right now, but I'll figure it out later. But I'm certainly not going to let it happen to me because there, I'm, I was 14 years old. What am I going to do? I'm still alive. I'm still alive. I still got to keep going. And, um, and that's what I had to do again four years later when my grandmother passed. It was just like, things happen and this is life. Like, and this is, you know, I'm really about choosing the hand that, I, that life is dealing me as if it's the hand I wanted versus, you know, resisting what is so. Choose the hand that life has dealt you because it's not like you can return it. It's your hand. You know I mean? That's something very important because you said, what else can I do? You actually, you made a choice, right? And we all have choices. And sometimes, because some people will go, oh, well, I'm this, I remember there's a story about two guys that were identical twins. They had been in Vietnam and they both lost both of their legs. They were literally identical twins. They came back, they took in them in two different rooms. One became very, very successful. The other one, you know, basically just, you know, was homeless on the street, didn't have a job, didn't, you know, was, was always upset about life. And they asked them the same question, the same question, these identical twins, both lost their legs. And they said, why are you this way? And guess what? Their answer was the same as well. And it was, well, how else could I be? Right? You could have been, someone could have said, well, your, your dad was murdered. You went through it. Your, your, you guys lost your, you know, your house, you could have chose to look at it a different way, but you chose to look at it as life happens. What? For me. For me. Right. Right. So yes, you chose in a lot of. Well, okay. So I guess for me, every day you have, you have a choice between life and death. It's not a, it really is a choice that you have every day, you know, to, to live, to, to thrive, to, have the best experience that you can while you're here is yes, indeed a choice, or you can allow the, the circumstances of life to, to literally rip out. I mean, rob you, so to speak of life. And that to me is settling into death. And so this is, you know, I don't believe in um, necessarily hell or heaven, you know, after life, I think we're living it down here. And you can choose your heaven and to create that, or you can choose to create your hell. And 
shit, at 14 years old, I didn't want to start creating hell. That is a long life of hell. <laughs> I, I'll pass on that any day of the week, you know? Tell about that. Like you said, you've made a choice. You chose not to be a victim. Well, I made the choice. And, you know, for me, it was I wanted to make my dad proud. I wanted to, um, you know, have his legacy live on through me. And so I just pressed on. I went to college. Um, I came down to South Florida after I graduated college. I'm in New York. Um, I came down to Florida, went to law school. And, you know, for me, it was always about making um, him proud and making something of myself that was um, representative of the kind of human being that I had the opportunity to have as a, as a dad for 14 years, because that was an opportunity of a lifetime. You know, he, he was an incredible man, an incredible human. And so I wanted my life to be a testimony to, to how amazing, you know, the man of, he was. And so I did my whole thing, went to law school. And um, of course, life would have it that, again, life happening for me would have it that after I, uh, <laughs> I graduated law school, I took the bar exam. And before I found out whether I passed the bar or not, I found that I had passed the pregnancy test. And so, which is technically a really bad move for a rookie lawyer, especially a woman lawyer at the, in 2008 when the market was going haywire. Um, but again, life happening for me had it that because of this experience um, of, of having my son and wanting to be home and not wanting to um, go to work and have him in daycare, I decided that instead of going back to work after my maternity leave, um, I started a Mary Kay business. A woman offered me a facial at, at a Target. And again, life happening for me. Um, I took on the opportunity. And by the time she was done with my facial, um, I had bought my starter kit for a hundred bucks. And I always say, you know, I bought my freedom for a hundred dollars. And um, that's how I started in entrepreneurship. And I built my business, drove my pink Cadillac. And on the heels of my Mary Kay business was uh, my law firm was born. And so 11 years later now, um, I have my personal injury law firm that I, I'm growing. And, and um, I authored my first book uh, back in 2016. And now I'm working on my second book and I'm helping lawyers um, essentially start their law firms uh, through coaching and through my course. So, I mean, again, I would have and never even known that I... As well. I, I just love, I just, I'm loving this. I love this. This makes me so happy. Um, I think as you guys are sitting there, you're like, oh yeah, you know, oh yeah. Oh gosh, we're all, all your excuses start going out the window, right? Like I remember one time I was at this event and I was like, oh, I don't have time. I'm, uh, you know, I'm writing my second book. I'm traveling 200 days a year. And I saw this woman give her speech from the stage and she's like, I've written my 17th book and I have like nine children and I'm like on the road doing, I'm like, dang, all my excuses are going out the window. Right. Right. But what was it that was pulling you to have so much passion and have that belief again, that life is happening, you know, for you, what, you know, your dad, obviously huge influence on you. Like you said, he, you didn't, instead of looking at, okay, my dad's not around. You kept saying, wow, my dad was a great influence for me for the 14 years that I did have him. Right. Like that's a beautiful thing to focus on. We always talk about where focus goes, energy flows. And when you were, when everybody would say, a lawyer starting a Mary Kay business, you know, I'm sure it probably wasn't the most popular thing among your lawyer friends. How did you, you know, stay true to yourself and 
and just go like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Well, okay. So I had one benefit that I think if, uh, if anyone listening could just borrow, um, is I truly, and I'm sorry that I'm going to say this and there's no bleep. I really never gave a fuck what people thought about me. Um, and people's opinions, honestly, that's something that I think that I was really blessed that from, and my dad was like that. I've watched him be that guy who didn't give a hoot. Um, you know, we grew up in a very, in Haiti, you know, when you're, when, when you, it's like 95% of the population is sucking wind and then you have the 5% that is kind of doing it. And I was privileged to be part of that, but it's very country clubbish. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody's last name and where you live and what car you drive. And, you know, it's very socialite kind of, and it was one of those environments where, you know, you, if it's, it's, most people couldn't find a way to stay true to themselves. And my father really could give a hoot. And that was something that I got from him. And I tell you, that's, that's been my saving grace. Because to me, it's like, if you ain't paying my bills, um, your opinion um, is unsolicited, unwelcomed. You know, I don't care what you think and how what you want. Because to me, I mean, what is somebody's opinion anyway, right? Somebody's opinion is nothing more then their skewed perspective on any given topic that's not an expert opinion and it's only based on their limited life experience and limited life perspective. Like what, what value could that possibly have over my life when you have zero um, reference for my trajectory? You have no idea what I'm made of. When somebody says, you know, I don't think you can do that. No, you don't think you can do that. Except, you don't know what I can do. Right. I was like, I was don't speak over my life. <laughs> well, it's just like what we were talking about before. I was listening one day. I turned on the TV. It was a Sunday morning. And I had I had come up with something that I was going to be creating. And I have no idea why I turned on the TV. I, I, I think I was folding laundry or catching up on paperwork. And turned on the TV. And Joel Olsing was on. And he was talking about, um, from the Bible, about somebody wanting, I don't know, sorry, I don't know the Bible so, as well as I should, but about somebody wanting to name someone's baby. And, sh- and the, the mom says, no way, you're not naming my baby. Who are you to name my baby? And that that's sometimes when people tell you, oh, you can't do that. Oh, you can't make that happen. Like, how do they know that you can't make that happen? It's not their dream. It's not their vision. I mean, how many times probably did Elon Musk or, or Steve Jobs or you know, my friend, her dad is Nolan Bushnell, who started Atari. You know, how many times did they hear, or, or we were talking about, who else? Colonel Sanders, right? right. Like a thousand times of people telling them that they get it. And what, like you said, like, what, who are the people that you really respect? That's like, who's in your lifeboat that you're really going to, you know, that's going to be dirt honest with you. That's why I love our friendship. We're really, uh, you know, we're, we work together. You know, I, I love, you know, you, you being part of the inner circle, you know, and just the ladies when we get together, like at that weekend when we were all together and you're like, I don't care what y'all think. I just remember with, uh, with one of the yeah. girls, like, Look, <laughs> I just got to tell you. And it was out of a place of love. There wasn't this, um, you know, I'm, I'm, we're doing it because we really want to help each other rise. And like you were, you gave me my passion about like helping people understand that what I really love to do is be that wind underneath everybody's cape like when you have when you launch your you know course I can't wait to go share it with the world 
right? And yeah. so, and then for yourself, what, what is it that keeps you going or keep going with your, keep going, keep sharing? Well, because I think that that's, that's life. I mean, you're okay. So I, I, I'm, I'm a very big believer in God. I don't you know. People believe in whatever they believe in universe, all whatever. But for me, the greatest form of worship is to live the best version of this create this creation of God that I am. And if I have, you know, this ever so supportive universe behind me, this wind beneath my wings, so to speak, understanding that my faith has me know that, you know, if, if God could, you know, hang the stars and the freaking, you know, sun in the sky and all these trees, like if all of that could come out of the same creator who created me and who's within me, I don't know what I can do. I can do anything. I can really do anything. And I have, I have enough examples around me, you know, that human beings who came out of some woman's vagina, just like me, are doing these things out here, right? And you know, of all the sperms that went out for after that egg that day, I made it. Like, duh. Like, it's, I can be anything. I can do anything until the wheels fall off, you know? And, you know, that's why my book, 28,000 Days Make Yours Count, that's what I talk about. I'm like, listen, we're not getting out of here alive. You have 28,000 days here to play. You're here to play, right? You're here to, to experience this, have this human experience that, you know, we all chose to come forth, whether you believe it or not, you did choose your life. You chose this, this experience, your soul, you know, came forth here to, to play. And, and so I want to play the biggest game, the most fun game, the most amazing game that I call my life. And I get to author that. And I get to be that example for my kids who are, you know, they're watching me, you know, my, I, you know, I have a 10 year old son. I have a six year old daughter. You know, they're not going to do as I say, they're going to do as I do. And we were talking about that earlier. Right. And so, um, that's important for me that I be that example. I don't want my kids to have to emulate someone else. They already have me in the house and let me show you how badass, you know, this life can be if you choose to just and, unleash yourself. And I think also like what you, uh, I wanted to just say in there, and you also get to choose who you have in your life, right? And it's to be, it's, it's not just anybody, I always say this, and some people don't like to hear this. I'm like, not does anybody can hang out with me, right? Like, and I, I was letting my kids even share that. And I, I mean that from, you know, with all respect. But I remember once that there was, we were living in Portland and there was this little kid that lived across the street. And it was like, oh, it's so great. You have kids that live across the street that are the same ages as the boys. But these kids weren't all nice kids, you know? And someone said to me, why aren't you having them play together? I'm like, because those aren't the kind of kids that my kids want to hang out with. They said, mom, we don't want to hang out with those kids. They don't have yeah. values. They don't, they don't see what we see. They don't, this and that. And I'm like, I'm not going to push my kids to hang out with those people. Same thing for all of us. I think for you, you and me, probably, I can probably hear our passions that, you know, that we're like no BS here is that we, that those standards and we have to have those unrealistic expectations in order to hold that vision too. Right. And so right. And 
And you also have to be okay with the fact that you may graduate from people that once could be around you and that you could be around and, you know, and there's a point in time where you got to reach for new folks. You know, it's, it's just what is so. And, you know, there, it, it's, it's like, it's what is, it's nature, it's evolving, it's, it's, it's ever so expanding. So are you, and so are your relationships and so are, you know, um, the, the, the places that you'll go and the people that you'll be with. And, you know, people tend to, um, be so loyal to, to a plane that they no longer belong to or a plane that they've graduated from. And so, I mean, I, I, recently I sounds bad, but it's almost like I've cleaned house and I, it's not like I really wanted to. Um, but I got to a point where I realized that a lot of the people that I had in my life, as much as I love them, it's just what, where they are in life and what they're up to is just not in alignment with where I'm at. And I love them at a distance. I just can't do this thing with them every day. They can't be, you know, Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. And, you know, they always say, you know, that, well, the, the quote is, you know, who you surround yourself with is who you become. So choose wisely. I love this. I just pulled this up, you know, reason, season, or lifetime. People come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. When you figure out which one it is, you will know what to do for each person. When someone is your life for a reason, it usually, um, to, to meet a need you have expressed, they have come to assist you through a difficulty to provide you with guidance and support to aid you physically, emotionally, or spiritually. They seem like a godsend, and they are. They are there for a reason, and you need them to be. Then, without any wrongdoing of your part or any of an part or at an um, inconvenient time, this person will say or do something to bring the relationship to the end. Sometimes they die. Sometimes they walk away. Sometimes they act up and force you you to take a stand. What we must realize is that our need has been met. Their desired fulfillment, their work is done. The prayer you sent up has been answered, and now it is time to move on. Some people come into your life for a season because your turn has come to share, grow, or learn. They bring you an experience of peace or make you laugh. They make you teach something you have never done. They usually give you an unbelievable amount of joy. Believe it. It's real, but might only be for a season. Lifetime relationships teach you your lifetime lessons, things you must bind upon in order to have a solid emotional foundation. Your job is to accept this person, love that person, and put what you have learned to use in all the relationships and areas of your life. It is said that love is blind, but friendship is clairvoyant. I don't know. I just thought that was- I love that. And you know, that's so cool because I actually did a video on this and what I said, and I'm just going to add that to what you said, the pain, the pain comes from wanting to make seasonal people, lifetime people, or reason people, seasonal people. And so, you know, I will just go right in and tell you that I, you know, you know, I've recently got a divorce and I resisted the fact that that relationship had come to an end for a long time. I didn't want it. I, I mean, I knew the relationship was over, but I didn't want that I wanted the structure of the family for my kids. I'm very traditional, very island. You know, no one in my family has ever gotten divorced. Like, what am I doing? 13-year marriage. Like, hello, we were supposed to do this. This was supposed to be a lifetime gig. And then 
I was just trying to make it stay. And eventually there was so much pain involved. It, it was like, it wasn't even, it was me. I was killing me to be able to stay. And yep. I was like, oh no, no, I gotta, I gotta choose me. I gotta love me a little bit more than that. And so by releasing that, I've been able to make space for so much more joy, so much more happiness, so much more growth, so much more expansion. And of course, having way more to contribute from that space. And, but yeah, I really wanted this seasonal person to freaking be a lifetime person when he was never intended to be that. Or it might, or it might come back for another season, right? Like I was just sharing with you, like I, uh, today on my Facebook memories came back my nine year manifestation board. And that was when, when I was in the depths of hell from my divorce, right? And I was looking at it and I was looking at the relationship portion of my board and I'm like, oh my God, like it's actually right there. I look at it right there and I'm looking at it at the top right now and it's in the top of the board, it says free yourself, live more. It shows a picture of Quinn at the, at the, um, at the Grand Canyon, right? And then, but I was not in a relationship and I was like doing whatever I could just to get by for my kids. But that's when my huge vision came to birth, right? Like yeah. I birthed it. And now things are coming back around. Like I said, you know, like my, my ex, I great guy. My, I mean, I'm not gonna call him my ex. I call him, you know, my kid's father. And um, he is, but you know, now we're going to work together on a project, but it definitely was not one of those at that time. It was definitely, I needed to understand that it was a season at that time. Now it might, you know, who knows? There might be a rebirth of something for another season with regards to things as well. But let's right. talk a little bit about your mission because I'm very excited about what you're creating and uh, how you've been able to really claim your life by living it. Not just talking about it, not just doing theory. You and I just talked about this too. Theory is great, but you got to put it in action. So what were you, what yeah. about your project and what you're hoping to do with this? Well, right now, you know, I coined myself the laptop lifestyle lawyer because that's always been my MO. I was always the lawyer who worked by the pool, you know, and uh, I always kept my overhead super low. I had a virtual office when virtual offices weren't sexy. You know, 11 years ago, it was, you know, you needed a law firm and, an, and a receptionist and a couch. And, you know, I didn't want any of them. I wanted flexibility and you know, through my Mary Kay business, I realized, hey, you could have a lucrative business working from home. So why not make a law firm working from home? You know, who's, who's to say? And so um, I did that. And so now I have a course uh, called Leap Into Your Lifestyle, How to Build a Six-Figure Law Practice in Six Months, which uh, the Florida Bar approved for 11 CLE credits. And I'm getting more accreditation from different bars um, throughout the, the, the country. And it's about um, helping lawyers, newer lawyers or lawyers who are sick and tired of being sick and tired in some cubicle in some office or whatever that they have to be spending, you know, time and, you know, long billing hours in, um, start their firm in, 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 it's in a way that looks like them in a way that allows them to have their time and money freedom to be able to be the mom and the dads that they want to be and, um, live a life that is, is full, that is full. And that is not just all around work, 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 work. Yeah, you can work, but you can work and then, you know, by the beach. That's like a little, feels a little bit better <laughs> than working in an office, you know, and it's so doable. And so um, that's my mission because I feel like, 
you know, we all have these amazing ideas, these amazing experiences, these amazing um, uh, skills that we can really all package and put out there to other people to help them, you know, do what we do. If we have, if you have something good, you know, again, like I said, you know, we're not getting out of here alive. Might as well share it with, with somebody. We're all branches of the same damn tree. So, you know, if you know how to do something and it's worked for you, pass it on. And so that, that's what I'm about, you know, in my, in my field, which is you know, the legal field. And um, I, I hope that people listening to this get that, you know, if you have a bank of knowledge or skills or expertise in anything, you know, you can, you can really package that and help other people who are, you know, a couple steps behind you and may just need your, may need that information. I would have, you know, paid anything back then to have someone lead me and give me, you know, the forms, the templates, just the how-tos. And so I'm doing that for, for, that's what you're creating, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Duplicates. We say a great leader is a great duplicator, right? Like it's not just to have all the information there and not pass it on to everybody. So what are you, I want to, this is awesome. I love it. I've gotten, I, I love, uh, I love everything that you've shared with everybody. I've taken lots of notes on this as well. I'd love to know what are a couple of things that you do to stay true to yourself and what it was, and also what are some things that you had to get real about for yourself? Both two questions. Oh, okay. So things that I do to stay real. I mean, I'm very grounded in prayer. I, I have my morning routine. I have my evening routine that are very, you know, a lot of meditation, a lot of reminding myself who I am and what it is that I'm about. Um, and, you know, I, I think I've fallen in love with me. I like who I am. I, I've journaled enough now about the things. I, like, I've journaled <laughs> so much. <laughs> I feel like that's the same. I love that. I've journaled enough. I've journaled my way to, to who I truly am, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I've, I've figured me out. I've figured me out. I've figured what I, you know, what I've got. I, I own all of it. I love it. I love who I am. I love how loud I am. I remember how people always say, oh my God, you talk so much. And I'm like, yeah, now it makes me money because I coach people, I speak, I do all that. So, and and it used to be something that people would say, you know, you're so loud. Well, I love that. That's me. That's what makes me Kara, you know, that I am, you know, unpredictable. Anything could come out of my mouth, you know, so watch out. And so, um, I'm not apologizing for that. I am so unapologetically who the heck I am. And um, I love my spirit. I love who, uh, I love what I look at when I look at myself in the mirror. I know the, the strength that is within me. Um, I know the, the fight that I've had to fight to be who I am. And, um, and, the, and, and I appreciate myself for doing the work for shedding the things that didn't serve me, shedding the relationships that didn't shed me, that didn't serve me, shedding the thoughts that no longer served me. I mean, I had to fight some demons, you know, on my way here and then heal myself. And, you know, I continue to do that. And so I think staying true to myself is now becoming more, you know, easier and easier because, because it's just, it's easy. I, it's easy when I you, like me, and it's easy when you when you're not trying. You know the, the whole quote that I talk about. You know to be someone who you're not is to waste who you are. I changed my profile when, when with your where you're supposed to put like your credentials or whatever. 
You know what it says? It says, I am me. I don't know about you, but that song, you know, from The Greatest Showman, This Is Me, like, this is it. Yeah. This, this is it. I, I, I say that all the time, too. I was like, I finally become the woman I wanted to be. Like, yeah. but not comparing myself with regards to, like, look, I am going to be different. I am, you know, like you said, like, loud, but being loud has actually served us. Like, it's, like it's making us money now. People want to hear, right? hear what it, now they really want to hear what we have to say, <laughs> right? Because we're living. Exactly. Right? And I, lo- and I love it. I love that you And, you know, I think that also when you do the work and, and this is my very first program that I got into, um, you know, what is it, six years ago was Bob Proctor's paradigm shift. And when I, and I was 31 years old when I found that I had a subconscious mind, I was like, holy shit, somebody should have told me, but I guess <laughs> nobody knew to tell me. And the minute I found out, I started working with it. I started figuring out what programs were running me, what programs did I want to keep, which ones did I want to delete and or override. And I did the work and I kept doing the work. And if you're listening and you are, you know, you have things about yourself that, you know, you are not able to embrace, um, I would really say number one, yes, embrace it. And then if you have to tweak it, tweak it. So I, oh, I basically took ownership of it all. And so it's like, like what, you don't have anything on me. No one can have anything on me. Whatever you have on me, I have it on myself already. So it's like, I completely disarm the world and I can show up powerfully because I'm good with me. I'm good in, in, in what I, I know the database that runs me and it's good because I've worked on it and I've made sure that the things that are running me, the program that is running me is a good one. It's a very loving program. It's a program that is selfless. It's a program that wants to see other people win. It's a program that has completely killed off the victim that I used to even have within me. Although I did take it, that life did happen for me and not to me. There was still, you know, parts of me that had issues, abandonment issues, victim issues. You know, I took care of that. I, I nurtured those parts of me and I, you know, and and if there's more to, to nurture and it comes up to the surface, I do it very lovingly with and myself. There will be, but there, in, there, there will be, I'm sure. Right? Like you're like you said, like I mean, I was like, I think you were talking about your son's ten years old. You know, if I look like how many lessons have been learned from my kids now being twenty-three or eighteen, stuff that's come up that I didn't know. But I love what you said and really teaching is really taking ownership for it all. That's that's yeah. the bottom line. If you would get anything out of this particular podcast, it's that whole thing that life is happening for you and that you, I think your message is take ownership, you know, that you've taken ownership of for it all. And that, yeah. that's the truth. We could, we could, we could dance around this all we want, but that's the truth with regards to it. Well, Kara, I adore you. I'm so excited for our, I love our you. adventures together. <laughs> we got a lot of good yes. to together and I'm super proud of you. And, um, I gotcha. I gotcha. I know. And I thank you so much for your friendship, for your coaching, for your love, and for the non-judgmental space that you hold for all women who get to be in touch with you, who get to work with you. And like I said, it's just been such an honor to watch you blow so much wind beneath so many other women's capes, including mine. Uh, well, make sure I love you. What, what's your <laughs> website yeah. so that people can learn more about it? And I know if it, let them know the website. Absolutely. They can go to the Empowerment Institute. It's I N 
Empowerment Institute. It's like empowerment from within. Um, there's tons of information there. You could find me at Cara Vaval Official on the gram, on uh, Facebook, all, all the platforms, um, LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's me. Yay. All right. Yay. All right. Bye. Thank you. Are you ready to start 2020 strong? Go to laurenlahav.com. That's L-O-R-E-N-L-A-H-A-V.com and learn more about Lauren's manifestation course. Use code STAYTRUE for your podcast subscriber discount.